you My name, of course, is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, nitpicky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my man, man, pots and pans, Nick Bacone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he oh doing? God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? And welcome to episode 242 of The Straight Shooters, available wherever podcasts are found. My name is Vaughn Johnson, joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Bacona, Philly Voice and Philly Influencer. And we have a fantastic, and I mean fantastic, show ahead of us tonight, here on this Wednesday, July 8th, 2020, as we're recording this. Hopefully you're listening to this after that. But uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things on the show tonight. We got... Wrestling posters talk, which we talked about a little bit last week with the taglines, but we're going to expand on that. We're going to extrapolate on that conversation. If you recall episode 241, when we talked about, like I said, the best and worst wrestling pay-per-view taglines. Tonight, we're going to talk about the best and maybe some of the worst wrestling pay-per-view posters, which, you know, have had some, you know, some significance over the years. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the latest happenings in the world of pro wrestling. But before we get into into that conversation, I got to do my weekly check on my main man, Pots and Pants. Nick, how you doing tonight, my good brother? You ever been in a drive-thru where the person in front of you is not paying attention and there's like three or four car lengths between you and the speaker? I have not, but I saw you tweet about this earlier, so I feel like you got a lot to say about this. It's... And it's it's happened a lot over the over the last few months where I you know I just go get like a coffee or something Dunkin' Donuts or you know grilled chicken at Wendy's I'm trying to you know not do too much fast food but uh, I've been in my fair share of drive-through lines and today it just got to me man it got to me and like <laughs> it compelled me to tweet about it that's how bad it was the first time where, I tweeted in like three days. So I was at the Wendy's. I was getting my grilled chicken sandwich for lunch. And the per- it wasn't the person in front of me. It was the person in front of the person that was in front of me. Where three separate times, it was a long-ass line. So as soon as I rolled into that parking lot, I was like, damn it. But it was a long-ass line to begin with. So I'd already been waiting, you know, five minutes. And that car, you know, I didn't realize that based on the angle, I didn't know if there was anyone in front of them. Well, finally, I see the person that's at the speaker through drive through drive away, and there's no car that's going up there to, to like replace it. You know, we're in a drive through, and it was that person. We're literally like four car lengths behind. They, they were not paying attention, 
And I was just like, man, we should be allowed to cut the line if the person in front of us is not paying attention. And if that is allowed, got me, man. Do you know how many accidents were happening in the drive-through line? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, a, a ton of them. And I'm sure, um, especially when uh, the person realizes that they're being cut in front of, they're like, "Oh hell no, I was here before you." It was like, Look, "Well, then pay the hell attention, man. Come on, we're both here. We're, f- we're here for the same thing. Come on." This is a free endorsement of Wendy's, but they spicy chicken nuggets is banging. All right, and I think everybody agrees with that. That's like a known thing. That's like yeah. a fact, pretty yeah. much. Uh, so can you imagine people trying to cut in line to get some spicy nuggets? It's going to be some fender benders all over the place. You don't want that. Yeah, but at least, you know, there would be a reason. Maybe there would be enough room because those people that just don't pay attention, they, they, I had a, I had a, I don't like using my horn. I'm like not a horn guy. So I, I, I hit mine, the car behind me hit theirs. And then the woman in front of me thought, I guess it was at her, but it wasn't. And I'm just waiting, and then she realizes that the person in front of her doesn't have anyone in front of them. So then she hits her horn, and then finally we, we go. And that happened three times today. Three times. I, I just... Uh, I, I, I'm lucky. I got my grilled chicken, and all is good. I got a Frosty, too. But that's neither here nor there. Wendy's just, have had some... Uh, um, Things happen in their drive-throughs in the last couple of weeks, uh, with you know yeah. specifically Rayshard Brooks down in Atlanta. Unfortunately, rest in peace to him. So yeah. there have been worse situations, Nick, that happened in the Wendy's drive-through. Uh, but you are correct. We don't need uh, <laughs> we don't need people cutting each other off in the uh, the Wendy's drive-through. Just pay attention. Pay attention. I think they burnt that Wendy's down, by the way. Which is I th- I think I'm they not look. I got nothing to say about that. I just know that it probably happened. I'm pretty sure it happened. But rest in peace to Rayshard Brooks, yes. by the way. I just yes. figured I'd bring that up because we didn't forget about the stuff that's going on in the world mm. in 2020. It's been a wild-ass year, and we're barely halfway through. But uh, as far as me, what I'm up to, uh, chilling like I normally do, like only I can do. <laughs> and uh, I got a brewski in my hand, and I'm ready to talk. About some wrestling pay-per-view posters. Now, now, how we did this last week, Nick, is that I came up with my 10 favorites. Did you come up with 10 of your least favorites? I just have kind of a collection that I'll scroll through. I, I saved okay. some screenshots uh, on my phone. That way makes it easier for me to kind of go through them. I do have some favorites and uh, some not-so-favorites. So I'm, I'm once again uh, okay. on, on both sides of the aisle here. I'll be I'll be interested to know which ones we share in common and which ones right, that right. we differ on, or um, maybe I'll ones that we don't even have in in common, like best or worst. Right. Look forward to that. That that don't fit into either part of the Venn diagram, so to speak, of our wrestling poster discussion. If that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense. Okay. Um, but before we get into the discussion about wrestling pay per view posters and for some of our favorites. We got to talk about WWE real quick. Two big things that have happened this week. Number one, uh, Extreme Rules is not really Extreme Rules. Because we talked about last week the taglines, right? The tagline for Extreme Rules was the horror show. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the horror show is like the main name. It's like 
It's called the Horror Show at Extreme Rules. I noticed that today. Watching The Bump, the best show in WWE today. And I noticed that for the first time. I, I don't know if they mentioned that on Raw or whatever. Maybe I missed it. But uh, holy crap. I, I noticed that and I was like, wait, the horror show at Extreme Rules? And I the just kind of The horror show at Extreme Rules. Which, okay. <laughs> I guess. Yes, I agree. <laughs> it, would, it would make a little more sense if maybe it was like October and it's like a Halloween themed show. But we're in July in the middle of a pandemic, which like I said last week, 2020 as a whole has been a bit of a horror show. Uh, but that's that's just it's they just only odd. have two good theme shows i hate their theme shows we've talked about it before how they back book themselves into a corner every single year the only good themed shows they have is the royal rumble and money in the bank other than that yes the rest are terrible i agree i 100 percent agree because those are because the, they make sense for like mm-hmm. it's not there's all those aren't blood feuds happening like right. royal rumble isn't a blood like the end of a blood feud Neither is Money in the Bank. Those are both matches for opportunities. I look at those as like the conference championship to mm-hmm. WrestleMania being the Super Bowl. Or for Money in the Bank, that's like a conference championship to a world title opportunity being your own Super Bowl, mm-hmm. so to speak. But Hell in a Cell and like Elimination Chamber, it's like mm-hmm. totally different. That's mm-hmm. that's not nothing to do with like a title opportunity. That's TLC. like, I hate this person. Yeah. I want to... TLC, yeah, same thing. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that. Royal Rumble, which is technically, yes, a gimmick-themed pay-per-view, but it's the best one they've ever done. Mm-hmm. And Money in the Bank, which is, a sec- I guess, Survivor Series too, which, I mean, I think I've made my stance known on Survivor <laughs> Series over the years in this podcast. I'm done with Survivor Series. Yeah, but, yeah you. Uh, and Extreme Rules mm-hmm. falls under that as well, which is just whip out Extreme Rules matches for <laughs> right. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like it'd be like, the first match between two people. It's like, oh, it's Extreme Rules. Cool. Right. Just because. And it's like, okay, well, all right, here we are. So <laughs> because it's April or May, or not, in this case, July, we got to have it. But yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. But one of those matches that probably, I guess, kind of warrants a gimmick uh, match, kind of warrants an extreme match, but this one might go a little too far, is this eye for an eye match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Which apparently they ripped off from AEW, which I did not. I, I don't even remember that match, but yeah, I like don't remember Moxley, the stipulation. Someone else, but it, it was. Yeah. I don't even. I think it was like a Dynamite episode. I mean, I could be wrong. I just the only reason I remember that is because someone on Twitter, you know, said it and posted right. the the poster. So yeah, I I totally forgot about that actually. But was the stipulation in that match having to pull someone's eye out? I don't believe so. On national television, I don't think that would have been the case, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't believe so. So WWE is in that position, though, where the winner of the match has to pull the other's eye out. <laughs> Which is like, what? <laughs> Bro, all right, we uh, all get it. Wrestling isn't real. But you don't have to slap me across the face to tell everybody that wrestling isn't real. But like saying I mean, somebody's eye is going to get ripped out. We know full well it's not going to happen. <laughs> Oh, so I mean, why do it? Maybe they'll it's like saying you're going to kill somebody in wrestling. You can't <laughs> kill them. That's murder. You're not going to do that. So don't say that. Well, that's how they, I guess they got around with the buried alive concept. Because I was always like, that's, so they're going to have someone die on pay-per-view. 
That's fair. No, that's no, that's fair. Well, that I mean, I was also fair, a kid I think, and I was into it. That too, and I also think because when did they start the Buried Alive match? Like 96, 97 maybe? 96. So I can't even say that they yeah. were like, everything was super over at that point. And, so, yeah, and that, that even made sense because it was October, it was near Halloween, like, you know, it was great planning. And so and maybe, I, I was always, I, think, I always had a soft spot for the Buried Alive match. Wasn't it Undertaker and Mankind in the first yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. So those are kind of like really weird characters. I guess that mm-hmm. fit this, fit that motif so to speak yeah and Shawn michaels the champion at the time wasn't even on the card i think he did commentary for one match but so like that was the main attraction of mankind undertaker buried alive they built the entire pay-per-view around that and i, I like that they had that buried alive like tombstone in the aisle way every week leading up to it <laughs> if we had never seen a buried alive match until 2020 we would rip it to shreds yeah yeah we would <laughs> We would tear it apart because it's ridiculous. You're going to bury someone alive. Okay. And guess what? They've already done that in 2020 with the Boneyard match. What (laughs) the hell is a Boneyard match? (laughs) Apparently, it's a buried alive match in 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 an empty Boneyard. What the hell is a Boneyard still? But yeah, eye for an eye match. Um, Someone's going to get mutilated, apparently, at the horror show. That's why it's called the horror show. Maybe they'll have a fake eye that... You know they get from Hollywood or something, and uh, man, they. I mean, it, it, it's probably going to be pre-taped, right? Like uh, they're pre-taping everything nowadays, so I'm sure they'll they'll shoot it around and make it look like an eye actually comes out. That would be very interesting to see, Bruh. <laughs> Someone's eyes gonna get popped out. Then what? They're gonna have a new one. They're just one? gonna put it back in after the show. <laughs> right? Maybe. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Monday Night Raw. They'll come out just with like a pirate patch over like eye patch yeah a pirate, pirate patch, patch. <laughs> it's just for pirates a pp over their eye oh yeah <laughs> but yeah um it's, it's weird it's definitely it's weird. absurd it's absurd is a better word absurd is a better word that it's so absurd and no one will watch it like no one outside of wrestling fandom like us will watch it because it's like come on you know rip somebody's eye out that's you not know- gonna make somebody want to watch it well, you know it's going to become a cult classic, just based off the sheer ridiculousness of it. Yes, you, you're probably right. Just like Final Deletion became a cult yeah, classic. Yeah, just Which like that. That whole thing just was weird to me to begin with because apparently they sent it out and journalists were videotaping their reactions and posting it. It was like way too coordinated for me, but it was still like ridiculous when we and we even live commentated it on this podcast, and it was just like even though that happened with. I, I thought it was hokey with the reporters all posting their reactions. Um, I still thought it was kind of cool. So definitely cult classic material. We'll see. We shall see uh, at Extreme Rules. I don't even know when Extreme Rules is or the horror show at the, Extreme Rules. I believe the 19th. So mm, two, two weeks from Sunday. Yep, you are correct. <laughs> How they use that 2020 stu- is July 19th. It's stupid. Burbage. It was supposed to be in San Jose, but not happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So that's, that's the, that's uh, the topics that we're talking about as far as current wrestling. But now let's get in, let's get into our discussion about 
wrestling pay per view well, posters. What do you, like what I do said, you think? What do you think about um, the new design of the United States? Championship? Oh yeah, how can I forget about that? I yeah. like it actually. It's not See? bad. See, we're we're in agreement. I think it actually looks a lot better because there's it looks more there's more gold in it. And I yes. always like more gold in my wrestling titles. <laughs> so when I first saw it, I was like, I like it. Um, the font, I, I could, I, you know what I really miss is the ribbon. Like that's, the, that's why the Intercontinental right. title I love so much. You know, the ribbon yeah. with the font in it. Um, we don't see that anymore. So I would, I would like to see a ribbon with the United States champion, you know, but they don't have it. But the Eagle, um, the stars kind of cool. There's no blue in it. I I'm not against or for that, uh, but I do I do like it a lot more than the previous U.S. title, and it looks cool. The, the previous U.S. title, honestly, was kind of low key garbage. I did not like that one. <laughs> um, I didn't have a I didn't like care for it either way. Uh, I kind of hated it when they first introduced it because it, it to me it looked like a clown title. Um, but then I just kind of got used to it, and it didn't bother me with the colors. But I yeah I, I wasn't. It wasn't like good or like terrible no. to me. Uh, the new one is good. It looks, I mean, I saw a lot of this on Twitter, but it definitely reminded me of the Diplomats, the rap group, or better known as Dipset. Uh, look them up, Nick, if you're unfamiliar. Oh, I know uh, them Cameron, quite well. Jewel Santana, Jim Jones, Freaky Zeke yeah, was making Freaky the beats. Zeke, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hell them. Rail, oh, I know all, all, all of them. Ten, there's but, ten, right? I look. You probably know better than me, apparently. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no idea. I will. I will look. I will look up. Look, look that into up, it. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of early two thousands hip hop, Dipset. That's what their kind of their nickname was. But what you call me? Was the diplomats? <laughs> relax, relax. Um, but their logo was like an eagle. That sort of resembles the eagle that's on the United States Championship. Okay. Which, for one, I'm all for kind of having like an eagle type of thing on the belts again. Yeah. I always like that. Uh, it's always looked. This look cool for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like any other animal on the like belt, the I probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, ze- a zebra good. wouldn't have. That kind of effect. No, uh, no, no, no. That the eagle. But I guess it's Obviously the Obviously, it's a national bird, so it makes sense. But, like, you know, it looks cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my first, the first title I ever saw was the Winged Eagle WWF title. So I always thought that was kind of normal. So when I saw titles that didn't have that, I just was like, wow, that belt looks weird. Um, right. And so, and they kind of did away with that for a while, you know, with the new WWE titles. I, I, I kind of like the uniformity of it because um, to me it gives it more credibility when you have titles that look the same. Uh, it's kind of like mm. U- UFC um, with the D- Universal and WWE title and the women's championships all look uh, the same, just different colors. I like that. Um, so with the mid-card titles, you kind of have more freedom, obviously, and we've seen that over the years. I- I'm even willing to bring back the old purple intercontinental championship because i like that a lot better than the current one i'm not a fan of the side side plates on mid-card titles i think putting the name on it uh, means more but that's just my preference you know as a wrestling fan you know it's you know whatever i definitely sorry definitely uh with the new u.s title that was unveiled definitely 
like that a lot more than a lot of the titles today. Quick aside about the IC title. The current IC title isn't a bad-looking belt. It's just not the classic Intercontinental yeah. Championship. So it just doesn't measure up. So right. uh, that's number one. Number two, the US current U.S. title, I like the design overall. I Though I will say I'm not a big fan of the massive font the like the oversized lettering on it you know, yeah. united states champion yeah. it's like yeah is that way we can make that a little more subtle like, like <laughs> let the belt stand out more than like the words on it like you don't need the words on it right the belt says importance like like you said you mentioned ufc yeah it says ufc in big letters on it but it doesn't say like middleweight champion like mm-hmm. You don't really need that. Just, you know that's a champion when you see it. Like you see the belt, you know that's a championship belt. That's even, somebody important. And even if they needed to keep the champion lettering that size, just move it below the eagle. Then move the eagle a little bit up, so you have United States at the top, and then the eagle, mm-hmm. and then champion okay. at the bottom. Like I move it around like that. that. that I, I understand that because that's the first thing I noticed too. I was like, eh, I don't know about the font, but damn, that's a lot of gold. I and then yeah, within five minutes, within five minutes, I was like, yeah, I like it. But if that, if there was one thing to change, definitely the font. I agree on that. The best looking title in WWE still is still the United Kingdom Championship. Yes, yes, that's still the best looking <laughs> title in my Who's opinion. Who's even the, is Walter still the champion? I don't think they're doing a uh, tapings I think now, so. are there? So. Yeah, that's definitely been the best one for uh, ever since title. Inception, really. Yes. And the worst-looking titles are still the tag team belts because those stupid helmets that's on them, <laughs> I hate them. I don't know why they're silver. It's just I hate them. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Yeah. The blue yeah. and the red straps, don't like them. Just, no. <laughs> just do something. Like you like Just like what they did with the United States Championship, do something totally different. I hope those... Belts, the, the the change or the redesign for those belts are on the way, just like they did for the United States oh, man. and the Intercontinental. Hopefully, I would. So they brought back the old Intercontinental. You know what? Twenty eleven. Bring back the classic tag team titles for a, a bit and, until you get a they, new one. Technically, I mean, unless they consolidate them, because the old ones had World on it. They were technically the World Tag Team titles, yeah. which yeah, I'm all yeah. for. I love those belts that you that yeah. you're talking about, where it said World and red letters. Those are fantastic title belts, but if they're going to keep the two divisions, it wouldn't make sense for one right. to have world and the other to have not. Like doesn't have world. Like well, maybe they, they can do the tag team them, titles. Combine them. do with the women. Right, and uh, the world tag team titles that were on Raw during the original brand split, where the globe was like red, and uh, you know those were pretty sleek looking titles too. Uh, that yeah. the tag team titles on both. Raw and SmackDown in like 2002, 2003 were the best titles in the company at that point. So, um, I mean, bring them back and change the change up the straps, make them blue and red, whatever. But that design on both those title belts in 2002 yeah. were absolutely awesome. The current ones are, uh, as we say in the streets, big garbage. trash. <laughs> <laughs> A garbage, either one. Uh, they're terrible. Oh, but um, so yeah, new United States Championship. Um, I've been texting with uh, Tommy Rowan the last couple of days about it. He's a big belt guy as well. Nice. He approves. So if he approves, then there you, you go. know it's good. There you go. Um, so, yeah, the United States Championship, the, the redesign is long overdue, in my opinion, because I think I've been calling for that for a while. Because, like, why did it redesign the IC title, not redesign the 
United States Championship. That's the one that needs to redesign because that's the one that's actually not that good. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's enough of our current wrestling talk. We're gonna talk about what we want to talk about now because ain't that much going on in current wrestling, honestly. I mean, besides an eye for an eye match, which sounds just utterly absurd. Um, but again, last week we had a conversation about wrestling pay-per-view taglines. And if you want to know my 10 favorites and Nick's, I guess, I forget how many exactly you have, but you're some of your yeah. least favorites, go back and listen to last week's episode, episode 241, and we run through them in, in great detail on that episode. But on this show, we're going to talk about our favorite and some of our least favorites, Wrestling pay-per-view posters. Now, for me, as I run through here, I got 10. Again, in no particular <laughs> order. All right? And I have some honorable mentions. Mm. But, for me, some of my criterion, criteria, so to speak, would be, for me, obviously, it's creativity. You know, you can't just have photos of wrestlers surrounding the logo, which you see a lot. That's a, there's a lot of those in pro wrestling at all levels, not just independence. You can't afford to, to get a graphic designer to make a cool poster. I'm talking like WWE, the same thing where it's just like floaty heads of wrestlers <laughs> around the logo. To me, I'm not, a, I'm not typically a fan of that. Um, unless you do a creative spin on that, which I will talk about, uh, in a second. So those type of posters are out, which is like collage of wrestlers. just a cavalry. Like you see like 20 wrestlers on a poster. And they're all surround the logo. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will give points to something that has like animation to it, like as far as like a cartoon aspect to it, like a, like a drawing. Uh, to me, those will always get extra points because I obviously know those t- that took extra effort to put those together. Uh, to somebody to draw out the wrestlers and whatnot. Uh, and I'm just down for a theme or some creativity, like something that tells a story. That is easily like you get what's happening at this event from this poster. Besides who's on the show. Because that's pretty much what posters are a lot nowadays. In the last couple of years, you just see a bunch of wrestlers on the poster. And it's like these guys will be there and that's it. Right. At least some more creativity than that. So, again, as I start off my list, this is a poster that kind of resembles the wrestlers surrounding a logo. But it is a drawing. And this is... From New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is Wrestling Dontaku 2016. Mm. And this is like an animated, it's like a drawing, a cartoon version of like Kenny Omega, Okada, Tanahashi, Goto, all these guys. But they're animated and they're surrounding the Wrestling Dontaku logo. But they're all animated and it looks kind of cool. I I like the I like the drawing uh, that they, the, that the, whoever came up, the artist came up with in this poster. Uh... So yeah, that was my one of my ten favorites, uh, and it's from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I pulled it up on my phone. Uh, not too bad. I got what you mean about the animation and everything. Now, this specific one definitely looks like it took time uh, to draw out and everything. There was another one that I had on my list uh, that I'll talk about later. That was uh, kind of animated and uh, well, not, it was like drawn and sketched and it looks absolutely terrible compared to this poster <laughs> um, I, I mean I, maybe I should just say it now instead of uh, you can go ahead waiting. if you want to 
so let me find it on I did a bunch of screenshots on the on these posters on my phone so I'm gonna find it real quick but I do remember the pay-per-view and it was from 2004 it was the 2004 uh, Survivor Series and wow that's one of your least favorites correct because wow I, I now, when you talk about when you were talking about drawing and everything like that, and that was the first one that came to my mind, and uh, wow, I thought I could have sworn I saved it. I know what it looks uh, like. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but but like that—that's not the animation. That's similar to the New Japan poster. That's just kind of like eh, like a half-ass type sketch to me. So I'm not not a huge fan of that. One. I actually like that. That's one of my honorable mentions: Survivor Series 2004. I. I like the whole kind of theme they had behind. It was like all comic book theme, like the whole motif of the pay per view. For whatever reason, they went to like this comic book theme for all the, with all the wrestlers, and I kind of liked that. I kind of dug it, which is weird. It was different for that like, time. They didn't do it much right, back then. They didn't do right. it at all, honestly. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. It stood out from the, the the pack, so to speak. So yeah, that was one of my not one of my ten favorites, but I'll say it now. <laughs> it's one of my honorable honorable mentions. Yeah, maybe I saved it on another another thing but i just i guess be the whole cartoon book uh cartoon book <laughs> comic <laughs> book comic book aspect because uh, by that point i wasn't i was never really into comic books growing up anyway so any any comic book related type thing just kind of wasn't me it kind of flew over my head i guess but uh yeah just looking at it, like randy orton looks so stupid there and uh <laughs> the, the, under, the undertaker just looks like a his head, his neck is so fat. They tried to put that Sarah tattoo on his neck, and it's just like Eddie Guerrero is the one that looks the best. He's like up there in the top left. So maybe that's yeah, why I, I liked just, it. I don't know. I thought it was dope for that time period. Maybe right. I mean, two thousand four was a weird, was like kind of a weird time period. I've I've been really a fan of anything uh, brand split up till like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So I mean, I watched this and. But it's just Undertaker and Randy Orton looks really... They just look weird. <laughs> I don't know. I dug it. So, Survivor Series 2004. Again, one of my honorable mentions. But uh, this one, this next one I should go to, is not an animation or, you know, like a drawing per se. It's more like a photo, but it's more like what you what you do with a photo. And it kind of fit this person who was in this, in this photo that they used for this poster... And kind of fit their aesthetic, and that would be TNA Genesis 2012, mm. where there's like four photos of Jeff Hardy in front of like four different colors, and it fit like Jeff Hardy's kind of mo- like like I said his aesthetic. Now the slogan, the tagline on the eighth day, I guess is kind of going into the biblical aspect because it's called Genesis, mm-hmm. but I just dug the the look of the poster like it fit Jeff Hardy's aesthetic. I don't know. I kind of like it. I kind of like just the if you took away the bottom part of it where it says Teenage Genesis and all that, just the look of the of the four Jeff Hardys itself, I thought was pretty dope. So that's why I, that's one of my ten favorites. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I like the colors actually. The, the way they're used with the green and blue, and uh, I guess pink and purple, and it doesn't really look out of place. In, in a way, it's not like the crazy color scheme that Extreme Rules is this year. Um, I, I think putting these colors together in a wrestling poster is just something I'm not used to, but it, it's not bad. I, I kind of dig it. It's different. It, 
that's 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 what I give points to is doing something different, and it you know, is it super duper creative? Uh, maybe I mean I guess it depends on your your definition of creativity, right? Yeah. It's really at the end of the day just putting a photo of Jeff Hardy behind four different colors, but <laughs> sometimes doing simple things could be like whoa, that's that's dope. Like, you know, yeah. like you look in fashion or you look in just art in general, or you look at some something that's so simple and it's just like, oh, that really worked. That's why I felt about the TNA Genesis 2012 pay-per-view poster. Just that's just me, though. Again, mm-hmm. this is my opinions. You, you feel free to disagree out there <laughs> in Internet land. Uh, feel free to disagree because, uh, you know. It's all subjective at the end of the day, but these are my favorites. Another one of my favorites, one of probably one of I don't know if it's number one, but it's up there. Like it's one of my top favorites. Is Vengeance two thousand one, where it's a photo, a black and white photo of Triple H, resting his hand and his chin on a sledgehammer, and he's just kind of like <laughs> looking. It looks like he's looking and waiting to do something with the sledgehammer. Like, uh, yes. I don't know why, I like this poster so much. It just looks, it's just a dope-ass photo of Triple H. And it's in black and white, which I know some people, like, think black and white means creative. Like, you see, like, hacks out there who try to be creative, and they just turn everything <laughs> into black and white. And it just that doesn't make it creative or cool. But in this instance, I think it definitely adds to what this photo was. Like, him just kind of sitting there with a sledgehammer. Like, I, I don't know. This is like he's he's just waiting, and he's at peace or something, but it also got this dangerous weapon in his hand. That's, and that's what makes him at peace. You said is waiting. He's yeah. waiting to do something to somebody with a sledgehammer. I just I don't know why. I just I just thought this photo of Triple H was dope, and this was the poster to Avengers two thousand one. He wasn't even on this show. I don't think like this was the show <laughs> that Chris Jericho uh, was crowned the oh, yeah. uh, Universal the, the undisputed champion. I should say yep. for the first time. Yep. But he didn't come back until like the next month from that from that quad injury. But this poster, in my opinion. Still dope as hell. I got. I, I don't know why. I, I love this poster. Just, I don't know. Maybe it's just you know how you, I my opinion about what great art is. But I thought it was a great photo. The first uh, thing I thought of you you said like that piece, but it's when he's kind of holding a sledgehammer, and then the name of the event is vengeance. So it's like he's just biding his time, waiting to strike. Yeah, like the real, like a real apex predator, not Randy Orton. It's like Triple H right here, <laughs> just late, Leighton, Leighton. Waiting and just uh, ready to sledgehammer somebody. I, like I said, I thought it was dope. It, to me, if I can create a whole story out of it, it's, it adds to it. Like, if I can create, like, a whole story and, like, it tells me a story. Like, whether you take it in reality, like, he's just sitting in the back waiting for his spot time to go out. Yeah, you know, to mm-hmm. use a sledgehammer, or yeah. he's in storyline, waiting to use that sledgehammer to gain vengeance on somebody within mm-hmm. the story. Like, excuse me, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was a cool, a really cool photo. And if if WWE put together something like the best photos I've ever taken, I think that should be on it. That black and white, just him looking, and there's a lot of detail in that photo with with him and his hair and all that. Like, and he's just looking, just waiting, like you said. Waiting to gain his vengeance, like biding his time. I thought that was dope. So yeah. Uh, another one. Next one on my list. We talked about it last week when it came to the taglines, and this tagline was the ultimate challenge. 
And this poster for this match was, to me, just as dope for that time period. WrestleMania 6, title for title, champion versus champion, ultimate warrior, flexing all his muscles with the Intercontinental Championship on, Hulk Hogan on the other side of the poster, tearing off a shirt with the WWF title on, and they're both standing like atop of mountains because this match was took place in Toronto, Canada, of course. So, you know, I don't know if they have a whole bunch of mountains in Ontario, but it's Canada, so it's snowy and it's cold everywhere. So there's mountains, and it's snow on the ground, and they're just titans amongst these mountains, and there's lightning in the background. It's super ridiculous. It's super over the top. It fit the time period. It fit the match. It fit the hype. To me, it was great. Yeah. If you if you didn't get excited from looking at this poster in 1990, you couldn't have had a pulse. Like this <laughs> this poster was like this was dope as hell in 1990. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, the ne- the neon colors always sh- like stood out to me as a kid, and I remember that. And I remember being like, man, the Ultimate Warrior wears all these different colors. That's cool. And uh, I I liked him because of that. And then you see you know the Intercontinental Title with the yellow strap. Well, one of my favorite designs. Uh, one of my favorite like colored straps with the Intercontinental title was the yellow strap. So, kind of has it all. This one, yeah, it just it fits the time period. And for that match, I think title. as a kid, I, I like how been... it says title for title, champion versus champion. Isn't that redundant? Right. Isn't that redundant though? Come on. I mean, yeah, a lot of <laughs> words on it. It is, but it is quite wordy. I'll go say that it's got Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Challenge, and all the words at the bottom, but. <laughs> Again, if you're a kid, it just captures your imagination. Like, there's lightning, <laughs> like, WrestleMania, it's, it's got it all. Like, to me, I don't know. I, th- to me, this is a great poster, especially for the time period in 1990. This was definitely hanging in a lot of kids' walls in their <laughs> bedrooms back in the day. Yeah. It had to have, because this was, this was uh, like we talked about it last week, this was a massive match. That split people that split the crowd in half. <laughs> you know, Brian Isley, we talked about it. One side of the school was for Ultimate Word, the other side of the school was for Hulk Hogan. It was divisive. <laughs> and you know, this poster represented it. I love it. I love it. That so, was a great story that he told, by the way. Right, it was gotta really find funny. that website. Gotta find that episode. So like, re- repost it, but yeah, this and also kind of miss these pay per views starting at four p.m. <laughs> it was like, even if it was four hours, it was over by eight o'clock. So enjoy. Is that. this a four p.m. start? I don't. I don't that's what recall. it says. That's what it says on the poster. So at least the one I'm I, looking at. So. I mean, I was only a year old, so I wasn't allowed to watch this live. <laughs> but I see it now at the bottom. It says four p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So yeah, pretty good. Not on my list though. I had my list sucks. You're, you're list suck because you're like all over the place, like being uh, having a variety of them, and I'm just focused on WWF and WCW basically. <laughs> I mean that's fine. <laughs> I had time. You couldn't tell. <laughs> but so far, the ones you've listed aren't really on my list, except I guess Survivor Series 2004. Which I wasn't like a huge fan of, but interesting. I guess it, I thought that one was dope. I mean, it's good. It's one of my honorable mentions. I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorites, but 
Did you have another one on your list that you wanted to pop out there real, real quick? All right. Let's go. Um, you know, I'm going to go back right before, I guess, uh, the Attitude Era. Our very first Bad Blood pay-per-view where Hell in a Cell was introduced. And they spelled Bad Blood with two Ds. I thought that was awesome. And the way the Bad Blood font was, just looked bloody and all that. The Undertaker in the woods holding a head of himself. That I didn't understand. I think uh, it would have made a lot more sense if it was Shawn Michaels' head. And I know that I've seen... Now, I don't know if it was a photoshopped version of it or if it was the original poster that they had, WWF had a change because uh, it was too over the line if uh, The Undertaker was holding Shawn Michaels' head. So they made him hold his own head. Now, I think it's ridiculous and clown clownish, but I like it. It's got a certain charm to it, especially the fact that it's in the woods. The, the sky is purple and dark and... Gives off that bad blood, like October's near Halloween, evil. That's the type of posters I loved as a kid that really kind of give you the mood of not only the pay-per-view, but like kind of the time of year. You know, that's when the weather got, gets colder. It gets darker earlier. You know, in the woods, you know, if you're in the woods late at night, like there's going to be evil look lurking around. And that's just kind of what this poster gives off. Bad blood, 1997. In your house. The very first Hell in a Cell. There's no uh, Hell in a Cell structure in the f- in the poster, but I'm not even sure they knew what it would look like at the time that they made this. So uh, I know promotional posters are usually a few months in advance, so they might not even realize the Hell in a Cell was coming at this point. But The Undertaker holding his own head. Kind of weird, but I like it. Honestly? I liked it too. That's one of my another one of my honorable mentions. Ah. Is Bad Blood '97, Undertaker holding his own head, which was <laughs> again, like you said, weird because he's decapitating himself, huh? But right, it just didn't. Um, and this was in a magazine, the magazine too. So I, I just didn't understand like the like why he was holding his own head. It made no sense to me. But and then maybe uh, maybe back then I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's all holding the evil Undertaker's head and like. Like there were two, maybe from the, maybe They're that's the one from nineteen ninety four. Yeah, under Faker. Oh boy! Yeah, but I just kind of thought let's, it was weird. Let's leave that in the past. <laughs> uh, I shall go to one of my next favorites. One of my another one of my favorites would be also in nineteen ninety seven, early in nineteen ninety seven. Another show that we talked about last week, uh, SummerSlam, nineteen ninety seven, with Bret Hart. And the Undertaker featured on the poster prominently. It is Heart and Soul, with Bret Hart standing there in the middle of I don't know wherever, and Undertaker looming in the background behind him, and it just tells the story of the whole match, the Heart and Soul once again. So yeah. one of my favorite posters, Undertaker looking very ominous and scary, and Bret Hart just looking standing there with his arms crossed, looking nonplussed. He's just not worried. He's not bothered. But yeah, I thought that was a cool poster back in '97. Yeah, that was also one of the ones that kind of grabbed my attention. I think the first time I saw it was in the magazine. And I was like, man, that's that's kind of cool because it literally tells you, like, The Undertaker and, like, his character and all that. 
And then Bret Hart, you know, is in the middle of the Hart Foundation, like the whole USA versus Canada rivalry. And he's just kind of like, yeah, big deal, The Undertaker. I don't care. He is not scared. I mean, he won the match, so I guess he wasn't that scared. <laughs> Even though he helped, you know, he had help win right, the match. Right, right, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, another match that featured the main event as its poster, we shall fast forward here to 2012. Another show that we talked about last week on episode 241, but it's still, you know, the, the tagline was great, the poster was great. WrestleMania 28 yeah. with yeah. The Rock and John Cena once in a lifetime. I thought the poster for this was actually really good. It was really simple with just them two because that's really all you needed. You didn't need a bunch of people on this poster. Like you've seen at WrestleMania over the years, they just put like the entire roster on the poster, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's just <laughs> it's just not great from a design standpoint. But you didn't need that for this. This was about John Cena and The Rock, obviously, and as. Good as simple as it was, they spiced it up a little bit with like the little like I don't know, I don't know how you describe it, like the little the bolts. Yeah, like lights or like <laughs> whatever around them, you know, that kinda added some color to it. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I, 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 I liked it. It was just it was simple yet effective. You got the rock using two fists and the Cena using one. Come on, what's what's his left hand doing? It should have been up in a fist. That's all I got. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That is pretty badass, though. But I thought, like I said, it's simple. The Rock, the rock looks more pissed than Cena. He's like, yeah, let's Cena go. Looks like he's just like, hello, sir. How you doing today? <laughs> but I thought, like I said, the, like the little, like, I don't know, mist glow around each guy. It just added a little teeny touch to it, create a touch to it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I like it better than the WrestleMania logo. It's kind of like, I hate all these weird WrestleMania logos from this time period. Uh, the logo's fine. I mean, nah, it's not it's terrible. It's just weird. I prefer the classic WrestleMania logo. But that's just know. me. The poster I thought was cool. Got the slogan, the tagline at the top. It says once in a lifetime. You know, plain font. Don't don't need no frills with the font. Add a little bit of you know, a little bit of flavor with the little color f- electricity, I guess, behind them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's do that. So, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that was a simple yet effective poster. I know, like I said, I wanted creativity, and I'm I'm erring on the side of like art and stuff like that, but. For this one, again, it tells the entire story of the show. Like, come on. This was this was what this show was all about. It's all you needed. And it was simple. It was effective. It told you everything you needed to know about this show. Once you saw this poster, if you were a casual fan even, and you saw John Cena and The Rock on this poster, knowing they were going to face each other, what more did you need to see? <laughs> like, that was it. Like... For a main event me, that was a, a year in the making, this is uh, this is great. Like you like you don't really need that much flair in it, uh, especially when it's like a year a, a year's build up really. And uh, so that I was, it was a good. whole year, right? Yeah. They, they announced that the day after WrestleMania twenty seven, huh? Yeah, yep. Or somewhere around that point. 
Man. Yeah, it was the day after, yep. Yeah. How about that? So, uh, another one that I have is from the same year. I guess WWE had a good little bit of a role <laughs> with uh, posters that year. At least with these two in particular, WrestleMania 28. This other one, though, I thought was pretty dope. Uh, Money in the Bank 2012. It's a photo of Alberto Del Rio, which I know Del Rio's been in the news for some not so great things over the years. But at this point, he was still pretty much a top guy in WWE. And he was like, it was like the, the cover of like a money magazine. And it was just him. Because remember, he was this Mexican aristocrat. He was rich. And he came out with the, with the Bentleys and all that every week. And the Rolls Royces and all that. And it was like, it was like the cover of a magazine. It was, and of course, for money in the bank, he's all about the money. Boom, boom. It makes perfect sense. I thought that was a pretty cool poster. Yeah, I'm not hot about it. Oh, why not? Why not? I, I didn't like that the money in the bank logo wasn't used. And it was just kind of like. It wouldn't have I, fit the magazine type I, of thing. I know. Though. That's why I'm not a fan of it. Like the. The. It's and you too, get the yellow thing at the bottom that says like July is on July 15th. You get the barcode, you get the stuff on the side. It's, yeah. You know about the portfolio and the planning and WWE's Alberta W. It's just like a, a regular magazine that you see, a quarterly magazine that you see on the shelves in your grocery store, and it's got Alberta Del Rio with this little smug little smirk on his face. Like it was, <laughs> I thought it was dope. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, he was a uh, was he a babyface at this time? No, he was still a heel in 2012, right? I'm pretty sure he lost to Sheamus. Was the champion? He lost to Sheamus because he was Um, he he had won the title from uh, CM Punk at SummerSlam, right? He 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 won Money in the Bank. He cashed in on CM Punk at SummerSlam. That was 20. Wasn't that 2012? Oh no, that that was 2011. I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. So 2012. What the hell did he do in 2012? I'm looking at the results now. He lost to Sheamus. Who was the champion? So you're right. I mean, you're I right. just—it's not like terrible, but I'm just—it doesn't stand out to me. Even though the magazine, uh, you kind of like the magazine type design. I'm just, eh. I forgot that was 2011 <laughs> and not 2012, but this was for 2012. 2012 was a weird year. <laughs> I like this poster. I don't know why it just fit <laughs> the character. And it was a unique spit on the poster to make it like a money magazine type of cover. Yeah. A type of post. Yeah, like, I don't know. I like that. All right. I thought it was cool. Um, at the very least, it would have made for a good social post back in 2012, if, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> uh, and I'm, you know, in my line of work, that's what, yeah, uh, how I'm thinking. Yeah, this would have yeah. made it for a great social post. Um. Next on my list is another event I talked about last week uh, where the tagline was perfect, but the poster was also very, very, very creative and well done. SummerSlam 1998, the highway to hell. You got Steve Austin and The Undertaker in the poster. Drawings of them, right? Cartoon versions of them destroying New York City as they <laughs> fight each other. This is a fantastic poster. 
and from is, the creative standpoint of the of the drawing and the animation, and just the theme of them like they're just destroying New York. Like the, the, this New York isn't big enough to stop these two Goliaths from beating each other up. Like it's, I think it's fantastic. It's probably one of my all time favorites. It is one of my all time favorites. That's why I'm mentioning it now. One of my <laughs> ten favorites. But to me, it's great. Love that the Statue of Liberty is like drowning in in the yeah. water, and uh, yeah, it's funny because they have like almost an aisle way of the fire that's kind of leading to this. Um, they they did that in Philly when they came uh, for Raw. Uh, there was like fire up the ramp where Stone Cold Steve Austin was near the entrance, and the Undertaker was in the ring or something like that. So, kind of like it, it, interesting uh, the way they did that. Because uh, I saw it live, you know, with the same exact design that's going on in this poster with kind of like an aisleway of fire to them. And this 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 feud kind of lasted all summer. Uh, I remember like back in 98, uh, wrestling was at its hottest point. Uh, WCW was kind of struggling, but they were still, they still had high ratings. And um, this was... Austin's real first main event run. Uh, he had, you know, he worked with Mick Foley after he won the title, but uh, it really started in May when the Undertaker was in his corner at Over the Edge, and it went into June and July and then August. So, like this, this poster kind of encapsulates everything that was kind of building up, and now they're both ready to explode, and uh, it was kind of cool. Over the Edge, nineteen ninety-eight. That main event was ridiculous, by the way. Just for... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that Pat Patterson when he did the entrances? Did the ring announcing? It was either him or Jerry Briscoe, but actually, yeah. It was definitely it was, Pat Patterson. Yeah, Pat I'm just making sure that was doing, the right show. Yeah, yeah. And then was Briscoe was a timekeeper. He introduced Briscoe and the Briscoe Brothers Body Shop, and it had it like spray painted <laughs> on the side of the car. <laughs> yeah. And he then he was uh, like, oh, it was a great man, Vince McMahon. And he talked about uh, dude love. And then he like, I'm not introducing Steve Austin. Fooey, like he spit on the ground. I'm not introducing him. He's a drunk. He's a he's a foul mouth fool. Like that was that was a classic. Um, just for the all the stuff that's going on around the match itself was fine, but the ring announcing by itself was worth the price of admission for. <laughs> I gotta uh, go back. It's been a while. Steve Austin. It's definitely been a while for me to watch that. I should go back and oh, watch it. Check it's, it out. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It, um, I mean, I taped all of them and I remember just la- kind of laughing at that and not, not actually realizing it was the beginning of the whole McMahon Austin thing. Like that would go on for months yeah. and months and months. And it was just like, to me, I'm thinking, okay, this is probably the, you know, the climax or the end of the, this whole Mc, Mr. McMahon thing. Nope, I was wrong. <laughs> Just listen to Pat Patterson cuss out Steve Austin in his French-Canadian <laughs> accent. It's, it's fantastic. It's great. Uh, next on my list, I got two more. This is the ninth one on my list. Uh, Royal Rumble 1991. I talked about earlier. Yes. I love the animated, the cartoon type of drawings. I'm always partial to those. Uh, and this one is like the, one of the first ones they did. Yep. Uh, it reminded me of like the war. I, t- I talked about this again last week. The, the, the movie The Warriors, which is also like this kind of animated style with like a bunch of characters in it. Which, again, Nick, go watch this movie. Great <laughs> movie. Came out, I think, in 79. Um. But this poster's got Hulk Hogan, it's got Macho Man, it's got 
Ultimate Warrior, Big Boss, I mean, all the classes from back in the day. It's got Mr. Perfect, it's got Tugboat, Earthquake, Caravan, Eric, the Road Warrior, Sergeant Slaughter. It's it's a fantastic drawing of a poster. It's great. Royal Rumble, 1991. And they kind of copied this type of um, format and the style since then with the Royal Rumble in 2001. So 10 years later, yeah. they kind of copied it again. With well, like they, the did it the very, they did it the very next year. They did, but this yeah. is the first one. <laughs> yes, um, and this is one but, of the ones I love the most. Uh, uh, I agree with you. This was... Uh, you know, great. It, it was weird seeing Hulk Hogan <laughs> dressed like that, uh, but uh, a lot of a lot of text on here. You know, friend versus friend, foe versus foe. It's every man for himself. Thirty participants. It's just wordy. It's like, all right, relax. And the one thing I do find funny is Royal Rumble was always on a Saturday night, apparently back then. Uh, so you have Saturday nights Royal Rumble at the top. Uh, so I, I don't know if they were trying to. Make sure that we knew it wasn't Saturday Night's main event or what. But uh, <laughs> definitely a cool poster. I always enjoyed those uh, posters for the Royal Rumble. And like you said, they've done it uh, a few times. They did one in 1992 right after that, similar. Um, and actually, the, they went a while without doing that. And then 2001, I think, was the when they brought it back uh, when it was in... Yep. Texas, right? New, it was in New Orleans. New and they Orleans. had like the French Quarter in the background. Okay, that's what that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking at my screenshot. I didn't uh, pay attention to where it was. But then you have you know the Rock, Austin, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Chris Jericho all at the front. You know, yep. Kind of the Undertaker, American Badass. So that is a uh, one of my favorite Royal Rumbles, just based off the poster because I remember I love the logo. I was like, man, this feels cool. Like it's not hokey. It's not clownish. This is like legit. <laughs> That's that. Those are my feelings on the 2001 Rumble poster, and it just made me think of the old ones from '91, '92, and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, so that was a great one. Again, animated. Somebody had to draw that out. Yeah, and you got all the people in there. It just it was just cool looking. It was just fun uh, to see them in that format. And lastly, on my top ten, uh, in no particular order. Favorite wrestling pay per view posters is Backlash 2007. Where, if you look at this one, this has a photo of Edge peeking through the door, peeking through a door, I should say, <laughs> yeah. in the style of The Shining, Jack Nicholas, <laughs> Jack Nicholson in The Shining, where yeah. he goes, "Here's Johnny," <laughs> and. For me, this encapsulates, encapsulates a lot. I'm a big wrestling fan, obviously, because that's why we do this podcast. But I'm also a big horror movie fan. And one of the great horror movies of all time is The Shining. And you've seen it, you know, uh, parody and stuff over the years. But I thought for, I don't know why they did it for Backlash, but it, it just it was just cool. And it's like a homage to The Shining. Uh, and Edge is probably the perfect person to do it because he can make that great. He has great facial expressions. He always has. That's why he's done well as far as um, television and movies and stuff like that. He's always in them because he has great facial expressions, honestly. And The Shining, and it was a, you know, a memorable, just probably the most memorable scene from that movie is when Jack Nicholson sticks his face through the door and goes, here's Johnny, and Edge is kind of replicating that in this poster. So it's not like super creative from an artistic standpoint from like nobody drew this up or... This wasn't like an original idea, 
but as far as a homage to a classic horror movie in The Shining, uh, with Jack Nicholson, directed by Stanley Kubrick, uh, to me, this is one of my ten favorites. This is a great poster. I don't. It doesn't really tell me a story about this show, <laughs> but maybe it's just me because I'm a sucker for horror movies. It's just a homage to The Shining. Again, a classic, classic horror movie back in the 80s. So, yeah, that's my yeah, 10. I agree with you on that, and that features the Backlash logo that we all love and adore yes. and wish they would bring back. <laughs> yeah, they have to bring back. Like, <laughs> like the back. I'm glad they brought back Backlash, but I am disappointed they didn't bring back this logo. This logo yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. And you know we are also logo guys too. We might talk about logos in the future. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but this logo, maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know what, because I can see people going like, "What's what, what's up with the A's and the backlash logo?" Hmm. But it represents <laughs> the hooks, right? Yeah. So you know it's okay. But I I thought this was great. It's definitely better than the current one where the L is like thirty five yeah. points bigger than the rest of the letters in the font. So whatever. But yeah, I definitely like this logo better, and this poster's great. Backlash 2007 rounds out my top 10. Now, honorable mentions before we get to your full list, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania 10, another simple yet effective one. Uh, we mentioned Bad Blood 1997 already. Uh, WrestleMania 14, a very another simple one, but it we had the three main principal people on that poster when it comes to Steve Austin, Mike Tyson in the middle, Shawn Michaels. They all look very serious. They all look like they're ready for to, you know take care of some business. Big match, big stage. To me, I thought it was a great poster. It sold. It would sell me on that show back in 1998. It's one of my top, tops of all time. One of your tops. Yep. As and it's one be. of your it's one of poster. your honorable mentions. <laughs> hey, it is beautiful. It's, it's not terribly creative, but I thought it sold the importance of the event. Yep. Simple. So it's all it needed. Right. That's and that's important for a um for a poster is to sell sell the yeah. show. Uh next on my list, Survivor Series 1999 with The Rock uh, looking as dope as The Rock can look with the five hundred dollar shirt. He's looking with the <laughs> eyebrow up. I thought that was just a cool poster. It's just a cool look of the rock. Uh, Backlash 2000 is next on my list with Chris Jericho. Uh, that was, I think, one of the first ones he was on solo. I think he was on the WrestleMania 2000 poster at first. Then they took him off um, at some point because he wasn't in the main event. But, yeah, cool poster. Uh, next on my list, back, uh, not Backlash. I already said Backlash. <laughs> Armageddon 2000 is another animation, another drawing. This time, no, it's with The Undertaker on a chopper with a bunch of skeletons riding with him. Uh, I don't understand what they're trying to tell me here, but I thought it looked cool. <laughs> so that was my reasoning behind that. Uh, we also had uh, Royal Rumble 2001, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, we also had, we talked about last week, it will be Unforgiven 2002 with Brock Lesnar with the yeah. whole, uh, the next big thing has arrived. Uh, let's see here. We got Royal Rumble 2004. That's the one with Cena. Looking pretty good. Looking pretty cool with the black and white. Looking pretty cool. Then we got No Way Out 2004. We got a lot of 2004 posters on my list. <laughs> um, Eddie Guerrero with the lie, cheat, and steal type of thing. He's wanted. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. That's. Uh, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. And that's where he won the title. 
Uh, I mentioned Survivor Series 2004. We got Royal Rumble 2005 with the West Side Story theme. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. We got No Way Out 2008 next up. With That's the one where we got, I believe, Jeff Hardy. Yes, Jeff Hardy in the Elimination Chamber, like underwater, chained yeah. up. That's a really cool photo. Yeah, that's on my list, yeah. You're actually listed uh, a lot of mine. Um, yeah, that, that was one where I didn't like it at first, but then I kind of went back to it, and I was like, yeah, I, I yeah. kind of dig that. Kind of had that's to a really do cool a double photo. take. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Arm, it's like No Way Out, I should say. Uh, 2008. Got the Next Elimination Chamber in the background motif. That's yes. pretty cool, yeah. Yes. So, and again, he's underwater chained up, so he's got no way out. Yeah. Um, next up, next up on my list, Armageddon 2008. It's got Chris Jericho yep. Yep. in the suit, pushing <laughs> the button. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool poster, specifically for that event. And Chris Jericho was just getting into that, like, real uh, evil, serious like, phase, yeah. real, real evil phase. And he's the one pushing the button. I thought that was a pretty cool one, especially for Armageddon 2008. We got next up on my list, SummerSlam 2009, which was like this like old school yes. type of fight poster, yes. kind of movie post type of thing. Awesome. Uh, the stars around. Right. And I know, I don't know people, oh, well, this is like logo, you know, photos around the logo, but they took a different spin on it, at least. Like, right, they right. got creative with it somewhat. So I dug that. Um, Royal Rumble 2013, another very simple one with The Rock. Uh, in black and white, kind of similar to that to that Horror Rumble 2004 poster with John Cena, but I thought that was still cool. And I know I said earlier that I'm not a big fan of the. I got so many honorable mentions. I didn't even think I had this many. <laughs> I got a lot, Nick. I'm sorry. And there, uh, you're listening to a lot of mine, so you're you're good. So I don't have to talk. I'll let much. you go through yours at some point. <laughs> I don't but, want. Oh, you're good. Uh, but photos around the logo. I'm not usually a fan of, but I will make an exception for WrestleMania 30. I thought that was a good execution of that type of poster. It was like a poor execution of it. Look at WrestleMania, I think 33 and 2016 and 2017. So I've been 34 or 30. Which one? I don't, I lost track, man. Whatever (laughs) one was in Orlando. Yeah. 34. (laughs) Cause 35 was in MetLife. No, that was was 33. That's what I meant. 34 yeah. was in New Orleans and 35 was MetLife. Right. Yeah. So WrestleMania 33, that's a poor execution of the. I was thinking of 24. Like, 24 was in Orlando too, so that's why I got mixed up. But right, yeah. it they're all run together. Yeah, honestly. they do. They definitely do. But that I thought that was a poor execution of like a bunch of people around the logo, so to speak. This one, WrestleMania 30, with a couple people, less people. But they was, you know, strategically placed. I thought the graphics looked good. Much better execution. The same goes for WrestleMania 31, where they're all like kind of looking off to the side, kind of. Different take on that type of style. Uh, so I, I, I like both of those. We got NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first one. And it's like that old school fight poster. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Give me Night of Champions 2015 with Sting. It's just his face mm-hmm. yeah. as the poster. Uh, it didn't really tell me a whole bunch of stories, but how many posters <laughs> in WWE history have Sting's face on it? It's probably the only one. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. That was a great photo. 
Oh, I got so many. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I got Starcade, the not Starcade, Bunkhouse Stampede, 1988, <laughs> uh, from NWA, WCW. It's like a cage with like a hat behind it. Don't know why I like that, but that spoke to me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> It's just I was like, looking at it. I was like, "Do I want to put it on the list?" Nah. <laughs> but the, the, hat, like, the hat did it for you, huh? The hat did it for me, I guess. <laughs> uh, Hell in a Cell 2019 with uh, the the, the yes. two multiple faces of uh, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. I yeah. thought that was a pretty good poster. Uh, Starcade '89, Future Shock. I thought that was a pretty good poster. Fall Brawl 1994. I put this on my list, and I gotta look at it to remember it. Um. <laughs> But I, I must have liked it for some reason uh, to put it on his list. Oh, it was just like the hands in the cage. I thought that was pretty cool. It was animated. So, uh, Bash at the Beach, 1997. I put so many on the list, I don't remember what they looked like. <laughs> 97, right. I think, was just... Uh, did it have Rodman on it? Rodman and Luger? Yes, maybe, that's why something? I put it on it, because yeah. I had Dennis Rodman on it. Yeah. 100% correct. Which I thought was a dope poster. I don't know why. <laughs> just because it had Dennis Rodman on it. The time frame. Um, <laughs> Star ninety eight is the one that had Goldberg and he's like taking over the world. I thought yeah. that was pretty dope. Um, we got Slamboree two thousand, which is not really a good one. It's just one I had to mention <laughs> because it had this stupid, ridiculous photo of Buff Bagwell. Yeah, with his lips per like Zoolander <laughs> look, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> pulling off Magnum. <laughs> In this photo, it's not a good poster. No, it's probably one of my worst, least favorites. <laughs> but I just had to mention it because his lips in this poster kill me. Slamboree 2000. Go look it up if yeah. you are inclined. Uh, Turning Point 2006 from TNA. I believe this is one with Kurt Angle on it, looking super intense. Um, yes. And it looks pretty badass. Looks like somebody you don't want to mess with. Uh, Bound for Glory 2007. I believe this is the one where they had the kind of like the mafia feel to it. To it. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Because um, I had back-to-back years on here for Bound for Glory. So, yeah, this is oh this is the one with Kurt Angle and Sting, which I thought was pretty cool just from the photo standpoint. Uh, but Bound for Glory 2008, I liked it even better. Because of like the whole like old school early nineteen hundreds mafia theme on it, I got sacrifice two thousand twelve. I got turning point two thousand twelve. Uh, Ring of Honor final battle twenty eleven and twenty sixteen. Wrestling Don't Taku twenty thirteen and Wrestle Kingdom eight. That's it. I'm done. Nick, <laughs> have at it. Cause yeah, I've right. I've talked a lot. I had a right. lot of honorable mentions on this show. I don't know why I had that many. I should have honestly deleted some. <laughs> uh, knowing four, I had like 30 honorable mentions. But There's some yeah. that uh, I'm kind of surprised uh, you didn't mention. And Royal Rumble 2008 with all the uh, the wrestlers fighting on the subway because it was in you know Madison Square Garden. And uh, that was John Cena's big return. Uh, but the poster was awesome. It has like all the wrestlers fighting on the subway, on the subway cars. So it, was, it was good. I did, cons- I did consider that. But... I remember I, I thought the commercial was much better yeah. than the poster. If you I, you probably probably remember the poster, um, not the poster, the commercial. Yeah. I should say where they're all I on the subway do. fighting. 
So I thought the post didn't encapsulate that as much. <laughs> I don't know. Patisa. That's just my. Patisa's it didn't speak to funny. me as much as the commercial did. I, I do remember that commercial though. Yeah, Batista and Randy Orton looking funny, and Rey Mysterio and Amaga doing something. So it just cracks me up. How about the invasion poster with ah. half half Vince's face and half Shane's face? And um, it's funny because you can't really tell Shane, but you could definitely tell Vince. Uh, it's just kind of weird. Vince is in black and white or gray, and Shane is the color one. Uh, so I thought it was cool for for the pay per view like invasion and uh, kind of it made sense in the grand scheme of things. I don't know why um, they couldn't incorporate Stephanie s- somehow because she was part of the mix by that point. Um, but I guess they just didn't think she was important. December that's a very fair point. Yeah, December to dismember I, with the Sandman's arm ooh, coming out of the chimney <laughs> with his awful pay per view. <laughs> But that is a very good poster. I'll give you that. That's one I missed. And I I thought about that, and it reminded me of the movie. Yes. uh, Because I'm a horror movie person. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yep. It even has blood on it. It even has blood on the the poster. If you look up the poster to Silent Night, Deadly Night, the first one, it resembles Mm -hmm. Sandman's hand coming out of the chimney with the kendo stick. And that's why, I, man, I, I'm 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 actually upset that I forgot about that one because that was a dope poster, but the pay per view was so trash, yeah, though. Yeah, we've definitely tried to. The only reason I remembered it is because I literally searched for pay per view posters and just kind of uh, scroll through them. So, an old school feel to it, um, with kind of a you know the, a new school design, but old school flavor. It was Battleground in 2015. When it just said Rollins versus Lesnar with Seth Rollins the champion at the time, and he was going to defend against Brock Lesnar, it was after WrestleMania 31. It was in July of that year, and uh, it just sim- simple Rollins with the belt and Lesnar, and just Rollins versus Lesnar. So I thought that was good. Uh, Lesnar. I can appreciate simplicity. Yeah. Like refer- you know, of course, with the WrestleMania 28 poster. But I don't think this match was worthy of its simplicity. Mm. This match wasn't big enough. <laughs> so you need to get creative, <laughs> my opinion. Really? Rock mm. versus Cena, you ain't got to do too much to sell that. Rollins versus Lesnar, even though Lesnar was a, is still a massive name, I could have used a little more. Hmm. So okay. that's just me. Survivor Series 20, not 20, 1993. <laughs> when, yeah, Lex Luger... The Steiners and Tatanka all around uh, Turkey, ready to eat. It had a <laughs> had a flag of Japan in in it. There was actually another poster Terrible. with Yo- Yokozuna and uh, the Quebecers and Ludovic Borga, where the turkey was dressed like Lex Luger, and uh, they were about to feast on that. So, kind of enjoyed those two posters. Uh, those two different ones. I saw both of them in the magazine back then so remember ludwig yeah. borger yeah man he was intense oh yeah he was intense i used to get really mad at him talking smack on america but i didn't know any smack. better smack <laughs> i do did enjoy uh, no way out 2012 the poster of aj lee tying daniel bryan to train tracks when the train's coming Cracks i thought that was up. really silly 
I love it, man. I think that's why I love it because it's silly, but it, it you know it kind of encapsulates AJ Lee's character too. She was her character was kind of like a crazy person, and I mean it's not so great looking back at it, but um, you know it's funny because she's given this sinister look, and Daniel Bryan is like, "Please help." <laughs> so. I think uh, that was really stupid. And it's funny that now, in hindsight, CM Punk was talking about I dig crazy chicks, <laughs> and now he's married to her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How about that? There you go. I did like uh, the only reason I say this is because it was one of Bray Wyatt's first, uh, might be the first poster he was on with the Wyatt family, Survivor Series 2013. They had an uh, orange orange color motif to it, and it kind of just brought me back to the days of uh, the old Survivor Series. It felt like a Thanksgiving-type uh, pay-per-view for me. I don't know. They were feuding with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan at the same time. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I just kind of liked that aspect of it and uh, the whole orange logo. And I think it wasn't the first time they used that Survivor Series logo um, but it was the first time they like kind of colorized it a little bit and had orange, so I kind of dug that. St. Valentine's. The poster was okay. Pay-per-view was big trash. Yeah, yeah. I have, not, I have not watched it since. So I think that was the first pay-per-view that I realized like Survivor Series needs to go. Yeah, probably. Like, Me too. It's done. I, don't, I didn't even order the 2011 one. I think that was when The Rock came back to, with Cena yeah. to face Miz and R-Truth. And by, so by that point, the Striver Series was it for me. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, it could, the Rock couldn't even get me to buy it. So St. Valentine's Day Massacre with Vince McMahon holding roses, just looking as evil as ever. His, his facials up. are so ridiculous. They though. are. Like, they the are. face he makes in that poster is just way over the top. But it's, no, it's a good poster. I'll yeah. give you that. Got Hell in a Cell 2012 with CM Punk looking like the devil and with some fangs <laughs> and stuff like that. So at least they That's went with the devil poster. motif. I know. <laughs> at least they went with the devil thing. They have another one from Hell in a Cell. Uh, it was when Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman uh, faced off in Hell in a Cell. And you had Braun kind of, this was 2018, like a weird-ass tongue coming out of his mouth with horns and yeah. wings, and then Roman Reigns with the devil horns and tail. Like, that's the type of stuff I miss. Uh, not in that it's hokey, but it, it is now. And that, that was when Hell in a Cell was in September, and that's so ridiculous that it was in September. But, um, you know, save that for, like, hol- near closer to Halloween where it fits more. Uh, don't September 16th. Like, come on. Um, but I did like the poster. Um, so I put it on my list. I remember um, that the Hell in a Cell poster was CM Punk, and he was like, "Look at me! They made me out to be the devil." <laughs> <laughs> he definitely cut a yeah. promo on that poster. It was funny as hell. That's that is funny. He was also on the TLC poster in uh, 2011 when he was holding the ice cream bar with the picture of a table, ladder, and chair uh, on it. Just smirking at the camera, like yeah, I got. I think they brought them back uh, at that point. Uh, they brought them back bit. recently. I and don't they, know. They brought them back at that point, though. See, I think they brought it back for a little bit, but then they stopped, and now they brought it back uh, recently, like you said. So, yeah, I thought that was good. the The one that's funny to me, you mentioned the one from Vengeance, where Triple H was holding the sledgehammer, 
and looking like peaceful and everything. There's another one of him holding a sledgehammer. Do you remember what pay-per-view it was? It was recently. Ooh, let me think. Was it back? It was backlash. No, mm-hmm. wait, wait, hold up, hold up. No, it was back. It was payback. The, yeah. tw- it was payback. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's holding the sledgehammer, standing up, just in his suit, looking yep. with, with a mean mug on his face. Uh, kind of like that. It's like you know, it, him holding the sledgehammer is symbolic, I guess, and uh, it really, really kind of stands out, I guess. Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety one. When you had Lex Luger and Ron Simmons, and then you had a bunch of people. It's on a tombstone in a cemetery. This whole poster. <laughs> you know, you have the moon in the background. You have birds flying around or bats or whatever it is. Uh, so I kind of like that. kind of fits the Halloween, you know, the whole the whole thing that we... What's the word I'm looking for? That we like associate the, like, associate with Halloween, you know, like the e- scariness and stuff like that. Just, the pictures weren't scary, but it, it was on a tombstone. So the, the whole theme, yeah, yeah. So that was the Chamber of Horrors as well. It's Halloween oh, Havoc, nineteen ninety one. But I did, I, I like that. And Halloween Havoc ninety four. You know, you had Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair in the cage. Um, not like. It's funny because they, I guess they put bugs or spiders on the cage, but they look so stupid. Um, I'm not <laughs> exactly a fan. Not not a fan of this one, but it's hilarious. Uh, Witness it's Rick- a terrifying rage in the cage. <laughs> yeah. I will say I did like Survivor Series '91, the gravest challenged, just the heads of Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker. I remember seeing this in the magazine. I remember bringing the magazine into school, and it was when I first moved to South Jersey from Philly. So everyone was kind of like, "What's that? Like, what's that? no one really watched wrestling except me?" So I kind of showed them the the magazine and showed them the Survivor Series. And I remember that a day before, I think it was the it might have been that Wednesday because we didn't have all we didn't have off like Thanksgiving Eve, but this pay per view was Thanksgiving Eve, and I remember talking in school about it. Like, we had a half day. But I was like, tonight's the Survivor Series. The Hulk Hogan's going to face The Undertaker. Nobody knew what I was talking about because nobody watched wrestling. <laughs> the Survivor what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but I just remember, like, the Gravest Challenge. And I remember watching it. And I don't I, – I didn't tape it that night. don't remember why. I think maybe my VCR wasn't working. So I just remember watching Hulk Hogan lose and kind of, like, sad about it. But we did not order – Tuesday in Texas. So the only thing I remember is just following the weekly television after this. But definitely Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker together. I was kind of, it was scary to me. So the gravest challenge. I mean, people were scared of The Undertaker legit back in 1990, yeah. 1991, man. Yeah. So you weren't alone in that. Was not a fan of SummerSlam 1993's poster with Yokozuna, Bonsai dropping. Was that, dropping the one, was that Fat Chance? Flag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I remember that that's one of the worst ones of all time. Yeah. Somebody has to stop him. Like, man, fat come on, chance. Man. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's Jeez. Like, they they give the illusion that he's, you know, with the photo that he's like going a million miles an hour and bonsai dropping it's the a, US flag and It's a terrible poster. Yeah. Just bad. It's awful. Just bad. Fat chance. <laughs> like are you calling Yokozuna fat? 
Now you're fat shaming Yokozuna. Right. Good right? job. Unbelievable. It's terrible. Loved the Final Four in your house poster because it had two people in it that had nothing to do with it. Um, you had Bret Hart. <laughs> you had Bret Hart and Stone Cold, you know, back and doing like uh, trading punches back and forth. And then Sid and Shawn Michaels from their Survivor Series match. And it's like, wait, they're not even involved in this. The Undertaker and Vader were. So just kind of cracked me up that uh, this – and I remember seeing this in one of the magazines and uh, just thinking it was funny. It brought back memories. I'm not, not like, I love it because of how ridiculous it was. So nothing really special about that. Ground Zero. Four. Ground Zero with the atomic bomb and everything like that. I thought that was great with Austin in the background. And uh, that was the first time I heard the term Ground Zero. So wouldn't you know it, when everyone was talking about Ground Zero after 9-11, it just made me remember... Think, like thinking they stole the WWF term again. Like I didn't know what it meant. So once I finally did research and everything, I was like, okay, so WWF was never the people to make words up. They were always stealing it from other people. <laughs> That's how sheltered I seemed to be <laughs> growing up. So realizing that they were taking uh, things. And then e- even the Adam Bomb character, you know, when I would hear Adam Bomb, I was like, man, they, like, I just didn't understand it. So. Have mercy, have, Adam mercy, bomb. have mercy on my young soul. <laughs> A-D-A-M, bomb. <laughs> Unforgiven 2001, Stone Cold Steve Austin looking crazy as ever with his three-headed face. We had yelling, screaming Austin coming out of both sides of his head while he's just... That was a weird one for me. I didn't like that poster. It was I just mean, ah, it, it was odd looking. It's funny because he wasn't like an evil character, but he looked evil on the poster. But like he was one of those characters. Like he he did those comedy sketches with Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon. Even after he turned heel, like he was never really a true heel. But I guess they tried to make him, and you know they have a tagline here: "The greatest of battles are found from within." Wasn't or that around the time when he was interrogating people to find a mole within the alliance? Was that yeah. like after this? No, it was it was around that time because the alliance ended. This was in September. The alliance ended at Survivor Series. So right, that was November. Yeah. So that was like three months later. Yeah. That's two months later. But I, I just I just remember those those sketches were hilarious too when he was yeah. in, in, interrogating people in in this makeshift office and he was like sticking <laughs> his head through the blinds and like looking around. <laughs> Yeah. Trying to find the mole with any yeah. alliance. Yep. That was hysterical. You got Icon versus Icon. Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. WrestleMania 18. In the poster, it says the absolute best ever, which we agreed last week was stupid. But, yeah, that, the tagline was, but was bad. But if you, you just crop that out, it looks badass. Icon versus Icon. <laughs> the Rock and, and Hogan just stared at each other. Taboo Tuesday. Uh, uh, Oh, good. That, I was going to say, that was, WrestleMania 18 was a good poster. I agree. Yeah. Taboo Tuesday 2004 just cracked me up because it looks like an old-ass monitor. And I guess uh, we weren't on board with laptops or flat-screen monitors yet in 2004. So the Taboo Tuesday poster with the, have the World Heavyweight title <laughs> inside a computer monitor that looks like it's from the 80s. So just it cracked like me up. It's like a gateway that I had in 1998, <laughs> which... Let's sidetrack. If you had a gateway computer, it was like the best thing because, like, that box with the cow box, 
on the gateway computer was like that was a worth the price of admission right there i don't know if the computer <laughs> was any good but i just wanted the cow box do you I you remember gateway computers no i never had one the only gateway i've had was a laptop about 10 years oh, ago man. um but yeah that was i've never had like a desktop a gateway desktop my mom bought a desktop gateway i don't know how she could afford this honestly <laughs> but <laughs> Because uh, we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. This is 1998. You get a home desktop computer, you had to have some yeah. money. Um, but Gateway, and it came in that cow box, like the cow spots or whatever. <laughs> cow print. That's what really sold no the computer. Idea. Like You had to get a Gateway because of that box, because of that like whole theme they had to it. That's yeah. what I see when I see this well, Taboo Tuesday computer yeah. and this posters, which is like... Even in, by 2004 standards, that computer was old. Yeah. Yeah, it like, was. It really let's was. Let's get it together, WWE. This <laughs> is, I don't know computers. Did, did, did y'all have these sitting around Titan Tower in 2004? <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, man. And I, if I do remember correctly, I think my school had gateway computers uh, in like their computer room in my elementary school. So, But that's the only time I really heard of gateway i don't even think my friends had gateways so by the time mm-hmm. i was in elementary school was a couple years after you mm-hmm. uh we had those mac those uh those mac computers oh yeah like, Macs, that huh? different colors yeah yeah so like blue and orange the ones that was in like zoolander when they were like the files are in the computer <laughs> those type of computers that was like fifth grade I have to go back and watch like, that. That's hilarious. I remember that scene. It's a classic movie, Zoolander. Yeah. The first yeah. Zoolander. I haven't, I haven't seen the second one. I haven't heard good things. But the first Zoolander is a classic. But yeah, those old um, Apple computers, Mac computers with the, like, the different colors. You can see kind of inside the computer. It's like blue, yeah. purple, yeah. green, red, or whatever. Like those colors. Those Whoever came up with that idea was a genius because i'm sure they sold a ton of computers back in the day on laptops too mm-hmm. yeah how about the 2006 royal rumble when you had the mcmahon family as like the royals and everyone oh, else trash. was their peasants that was ridiculous it's just a sign just a sign that they control everything and it's bull crap but I saw it as I was scrolling, and I was like, man, I have to mention how bad that is because I'm not a fan of just... That was Like, Lin- Linda McMahon was in it. Like, what the hell? 2006, <laughs> get out of here. They had, like, the... I think that show had, like, this kind of, like, Roman type of theme because yeah. like, the Royal yeah. Rumble, and it was, like, to them, also royalty meant, like, the Romans and the Greeks, so they yep. had, like, that kind of theme to it. And the body armor on and everything. Right, and I think they had people opening the doors for the people as they came out, which is fine, but... Yeah, this poster sucked. Oh, that I don't even remember, but yeah, I'll uh, New Year's Revolution 2007 DX spray paint and DX on the Declaration of Independence (laughs) with wigs and Triple H looking like Ben Franklin or whoever the hell that was. Just correct. Look, every DX poster sucked. (laughs) Just put it out there right now. I mean, DX. That cracked me up. They were on a poster for what? Survivor Series in what year? 2009, something like that? yeah, yeah, in the foxhole or something, right? That poster sucked. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's not on my list, but I like this because they spray-painted DX on the Declaration of Independence. And I just thought that was Trash. <laughs> How about another? Every, <laughs> every DX poster outside of Degeneration X in your house in 1997. 
Trash. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> was Bobby Lashley the UCW champion in 2007 or 2008? I don't remember. I want to say 2007. So they had Vengeance Night of Champions. This was before Night of Champions was its own pay-per-view. It's still called Vengeance. They had Bobby Lashley holding the ECW title, Edge holding the World Heavyweight title in the middle, John Cena holding the WWE title on the right. I thought that was badass. You know, simple, just kind of cool. Flash ECW, uh, World Heavyweight title, and WWE title, Night of Champions, Vengeance. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> understand why they had Vengeance, colon, Night of Champions. Yeah, like, yeah. But whatever. Well, whatever. Capital Punishment <laughs> was terrible. Hated it. Uh, hated Capital, was that the one with like the cartoon of like Barack Obama yes, and Cena yeah, and Cena Mysterio? And Mysterio, yeah. I thought it was terrible. Hated the pay-per-view, hey, hate the poster. The, the pay-per-view, pay-per-view was trash. No disrespect to our truth The main event was just like, what are they doing here? Mm-hmm. This is clearly just a title defense for John Cena. Didn't our truth come out in the Confederate uniform? I, I don't match? remember. I haven't seen this, so I might have to go back I'm and sure, check it out. I'm, almost, I'm pretty sure our truth came out as a member of the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, wow. But leading up to this match... Wow. Or some type of Civil War type of outfit. Which, in hindsight, it's like, what in the hell yeah. is going on here? Um, By the way, when R-Truth first turned heel, though, that year, and he slid up the cigarette in the arena, yeah. I thought that was badass. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. But they just went downhill from there. And then little Jimmy came out, and it's just like, all right, well, he's a comedy <laughs> character now. Right. But, I mean, he got a main event out of it with John Cena. How many people can say that? Right. But the poster, I didn't hate the poster. The poster was all right. It's drawing. It's a, a cartoon, like a p- political cartoon, like you have, like in your yeah, but every newspaper around the country. So I didn't <laughs> hate it. What I'm surprised I mean, that Obama, like is, I as Republican ha- as WWE is, I'm surprised they let Obama be on a poster. Right, and I would rather him actually been there. But why put him on the poster? It made no sense to me. They've had the Clinton posters, like you know, on. Uh, on their pay-per-views before so i mean i don't i don't i didn't see this pay-per-view so i don't know if they had him or like an imposter in the arena at the time but having him on the poster i just thought it was stupid despite listen, the despite listen, the capital listen. punishment uh theme of it capital punishment trash name for a pay-per-view by the way because <laughs> the actual it, capital punishment i'm not sure actually works <laughs> um doesn't deter people from committing crimes um, but Bill Clinton impersonators also trash. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, See, if let's they, not do the Obama one. So, I'm glad it didn't do it. So we had the Great American Bash. WWE took that name. They had mm-hmm. they owned all the WCW names. Why not just call this Capital Combat? Like the whole WCW pay per view with RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's like, why they didn't want to associate the event with RoboCop. <laughs> And destroy the event before it even happens. Because I have that poster. It was on my list. Oh my god! Capital, capital combat. Capital combat. It was. It was spelled C A P I T A L, not O L. But you had the Road Warriors on there, and then it said, "It says watch for RoboCop two coming this summer to theaters everywhere." You have. Ro- <laughs> you had, it was. You the- it Robo- was an advertisement for the second RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, you have RoboCop in the background, but you had the Road Warriors in front of them. But RoboCop's like take it off the whole poster, basically. And then you know, basically the ad for Look, Ro- RoboCop 2, that logo f- for the movie is like 
almost as big as the Capital Combat logo. <laughs> yeah, 100% correct. Also, the first two RoboCops, dope. I love the first two RoboCops. Mm. RoboCop 3, big trash. But the first two RoboCops, great movies. Uh, Check out RoboCop. RoboCop 1 and 2. But as far as him and WCW, also big trash. Don't do not do that. <laughs> Check out RoboCop's movies. I have not seen the remake they did a couple years back. It's probably also trash. But I haven't seen it, so I can't fully say with authority that it is or not. But the first two RoboCop movies, great movies. Third mm-hmm. one, I saw that in the theater when I was like four or five years old. I had an ear infection. I was crying the entire movie. So I hate it. was like something telling me, don't like this movie. Then I saw it as an adult. I was like, this is the reason why I had an ear infection when I was four. Because this movie was garbage. And it killed the RoboCop franchise. So that's my two cents on RoboCop. <laughs> never seen it. So you never seen RoboCop? No. Nick. I'll let you slide for the Warriors. I, wa- I watched like Dick Tracy and shit like that back then. I'll let you slide for the Warriors. Because it's a cult classic type of movie, not everybody's seen it. I let you slide. For I mean, a we had years on Robocop. Full. We had we we. I watched Paid in Full, and I gave you. I a know. I said I let you. I let you slide a couple <laughs> oh, okay. years on Paid in Full. Right, I let you slide on that. I wrote I notes. You slide on Robocop. <laughs> well, we did have it. We had the VHS. I just think whenever it was put on, I just wasn't interested in watching. Bruh. So. Too busy watching. Live yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, Indian. I was like, where's my wrestling at? Come on, man! And then I just would play with my wrestling figures. I guess. I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in the history of this podcast. Oh than wow! Right now. Oh wow! You've never seen that one <laughs> RoboCop. I mean, if I did, I don't remember because I haven't watched it any time in the past twenty-five years. But oh my god! If I, I did watch, it, it didn't stick so with me. Times. If I did watch it, so. <sighs> I mean, it, right, I mean, continue. the odds are it was on, and I did watch it at some point, but I just don't remember. <laughs> you know that meme where there's a whole bunch of white people sitting at like a game, and they're all like <laughs> on an angle looking at the camera, so you can see all their faces. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a WrestleMania 31 poster right there. You, you, pull, <laughs> you pull it up. <laughs> I like the WrestleMania 31 poster. <laughs> But th- that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that. I don't know why I like it, though. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It was different, for me, at least. Yeah, it's just Plus, weird. it had Sting on it. Maybe because it had Sting. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah. A WWE poster <laughs> with Sting win with me. But. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, weird. I, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I just think it's weird. And the first thing that came to my mind when I saw it was that meme of all those guys sitting at a, like I guess a sporting event or something sitting in a row and looking at the camera so that's funny Hell in a Cell 2016 Sasha Banks Charlotte Flair with the cage I thought that was awesome uh, mm, yeah that was okay for me <laughs> Royal Rumble 2017 remember the Alamo love it you had that kind of classic feel to it with the Undertaker Goldberg and Cena Reigns Lesnar all looking at the camera or that you know, the New Day in the background, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton. And uh, it was just on FS1 last night. And I, I actually watched it for the first time in a while. And uh, I remember Cena beating AJ Styles for the title. Uh, it had a really great undercard. I was 
not a fan of the Royal Rumble match itself. Randy Orton winning was kind of weird. I understood the story it was telling with him and Bray Wyatt, but overall, kind of dug it. You know, I like the they went with "Remember the Rumble," and I I, I do remember that. So that was a good tagline too. Yeah. I, I I recall that. I did I didn't mention it last week, but re- "Remember the Rumble" was a good tagline. Yeah. Remember the Alamo. Remember the Rumble. We get it. Perfect. Now, 2018, June of 2018, was, oh, you know what? Ronda Rousey had not won the title yet because she won at a SummerSlam, right? From Alexa Bliss. I do not recall. Because no. Nia Jax is right. the champion here, it looks like. Uh, Money in the Bank 2018 with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey on the cover. I thought it was cool. They're both looking uh, into the camera, kind of determined and motivated. I thought that was kind of cool. Kind of like Sasha and Charlotte. They just they're looking in the camera. Sasha and Charlotte had the Hell in a Cell cage. Uh, this one is just them looking in the camera. I thought it was. But to me, that's another one of those like heads around a logo. <laughs> but there's only like, two. Just like them looking at the camera around yeah. the logo, and it's like, yeah, that's cool because I think I think the coolest part about it is that WWE put women on the poster and featured them prominently. Yeah. Which is cool in itself, but from a creative standpoint. It ain't that cool to me. Well, I mean, would you rather Great Balls of Fire with uh, Brock oh, Lesnar Samoa no. Joe? <laughs> oh <laughs> Which, man! I mean, they—it's the same type of thing. They—they they just look badass looking into the camera. But then you have that, that poster great, was trash though. Th- then you have Great Balls of Fire right below it. It's like, come on, Mm-mm. come nope. on. Nope. I Get it out. Hell in a Cell. Evolution was kind of cool. It almost gave you that uh, Royal Rumble feel with uh, the women. Uh, all together, like kind of walking with Ronda Rousey front and center, and then Becky Lynch and all that. So that was kind of cool. Remi- and then just they never did it like, again. Oh, stupid, stupid. WWE, what happened to this revolution that y'all was talking mm-hmm. about? No idea. Becky Lynch with the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships and Money in the Bank sitting on her throne. I love it. No, that was one of the ones I considered for an honorable mention, but yeah, yeah I, I recall that. That was a that was a pretty cool, cool poster. Yeah, it reminded me of like the George Gervin poster back in the day, the NBA poster. You look it up when he because he's the Ice Man, mm. and he's sitting on like a, a throne made of ice, and it's like the like most like iconic basketball poster ever, mm. pretty much. It's the George Gervin Ice Man poster, and even though. You know, the Becky Lynch poster isn't quite as iconic. It just kind of, I got those vibes from that. If you, you, you know, if that makes sense. But look it up the Iceman poster when he's sitting on the throne made of ice with the two balls, he's got his legs crossed. It's like the dopest basketball poster ever. When basketball posters were like the thing. George Gervin, Iceman. There that's that's the vibes I got from the Becky Lynch poster. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got one left. And it is... I, I think I'm going to disappoint you here. So, the latest Money in the Bank, 2020, with the WWE corporate headquarters and all the ladders in the ring up top. Oh, hell no. And no, 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 no. the ladder in the side of the building. It was great. I thought it was great. Trash. That's a trash poster with just a bunch of people on it. You got Drew McIntyre smiling big. That's not his character to be smiling all big. It's like when they take a guy and he's he a baby champion. So what? I mean, it's... man. So I forget who said it yesterday. 
or day before yesterday, WWE not good at writing baby faces. It's like, baby face, you must smile. It's like, that's not what we liked about Steve Austin or The Rock or so many other baby faces. They didn't smile all the damn time. They got mad sometimes. Drew McIntyre is a badass. He looks like it at least. 6'8", rock solid, like 250 pounds. I don't need him smiling all the time. I want him to get mad. That's the reason why I liked him to begin with, because he's a badass. He got mad at Heath Slater. I hate that poster. Really? Don't like it. Hmm. Well, I said I I would disappoint you here, so I did. You did. I am thoroughly (laughs) disappointed by this poster choice and RoboCop. Unless you haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, odds are I have seen it. I just don't remember anything about it. I mean, sure, you might have seen it in passing, but you you have to have seen it like all the way through and like, know it. Like, this is RoboCop. This was like a movie back in the late 80s, early 90s. Like It's not like, oh, I might have seen it once. I don't remember anything I re- about I remember it. Kin- I remember Kindergarten Cop more. That stuck with me. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> More than RoboCop. You, you remember Kindergarten Cop. That's right. Mm, 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 mm. I got to send you a list of like, movies you got to watch. <laughs> Number one on the list is The Warriors from the late 70s, which I've mentioned the last two weeks in the podcast. And so also in that list it. now is RoboCop 1 and 2. Hmm. So. I guess I should take the hint. <laughs> yeah, there's more than a hint. You gotta watch them. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So that's that's it. That's all you got. Yeah. Wrestling posters. Some are great. Some are decent. A lot of them are not very good at all. That's what I got from it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised I had like 25 honorable mentions out of this. I shouldn't have had that many. That's way too many. I just listened to something that I liked. Um, but yeah, I, I literally had like 20, over 20 honorable mentions. It's embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed, but I had my 10 that I liked the most, at least I got that list down. But uh, yeah, as we wrap up our discussion about wrestling posters and we wrap up episode 242 of the podcast, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. You can follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Shooters Radio. Follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter. And you can follow my writing and uh, our latest announcement at Fox Sports The Gambler with being the union's new home for radio. You can hear every Philadelphia Union game on the radio at Fox Sports The Gambler, foxphlgambler.com phillyinfluencer.com and you can find this podcast this specific podcast at phillyvoice.com you can also find this wherever podcasts are available there's apple Podcasts, that's google play stitcher iHeartRadio, and more also shootersradio.com we can find our archives we got 241 episodes of this podcast on that website and on soundcloud as well uh we're also on spotify and on Pandora, check us out there as well. Uh, we're also on pa- we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash shooters radio. We can find some exclusive content for the small fee of $1.99. Some classic episodes, some exclusive episodes up there. Check us out. 
I'm at Warnum Johnson on Twitter. If you can't find me there, you probably won't find me out here in these streets as well. So you're probably more than likely going to find me on Twitter because that's where I am most of the time when I'm sitting at home, not out in these streets. But until next time, for Nick McCone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 242 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.